Hello, welcome back to the Life on the Wrist podcast. I hope you all are doing well on this Tuesday morning or whenever you are listening to this podcast. Today, what we're going to be talking about is one of the watches that we got in for our store. I know the last couple of podcasts we've covered some of the watches that we've we've sourced for our store. Um, we covered a, a Longines a five-star admiral that we we sourced. We also looked at a Universal Genève that um, is from the 40s that was uh, double-signed by the jeweler J.W. Benson, which is a jeweler from London. Today we have a really, really special watch. Um, this is a Patek Philippe reference 2594. The reason why this is a r- really special piece for us is, um, first off, it's it's obviously from Patek Philippe, so it's, it's from a... Um, Really, the the watch company that's head and shoulders above, to most people, head and shoulders above um, any watch manufacturer when it comes to the classical sense of watchmaking. The next reason is the reference twenty five ninety four is a fairly rare reference, and um, it, you don't really see these very very often on the market. Um, and then the other thing is just the the movement that's running in this watch is is one that's extremely desired, and in my opinion, one of the best. In most people's opinion, one of the best um, hand-wound movements um, manufactured by Patek Philippe. So, um, a very, very special watch. But there's, I think, the most, the third and kind of last reason why this one is really special is, you know, I think we've seen a lot of watches. We've had a lot of watches on our wrist, um, and it's been a little bit of time since we've kind of put a watch on our wrists and really been taken aback by it and and fallen in love with it. Um, I think the memo sale was, you know, it was the first vintage watch that I purchased, but it was, it's a good example of one of the watches that, that, that kind of took my breath away. This Patek Philippe uh, does uh, exactly the same thing, and if not, to, to, a, to a larger degree. Um, so, yeah, we're going we're gonna to give you a little bit of history about this specific watch. I'll, I'll try to describe it as best as I can, but also in the show notes put a, a link to this watch so you can see some more pictures of it. We also released a video of this watch yesterday, so feel free to check that out on our YouTube channel. Um, and if you are not already, be sure to subscribe or follow this podcast. Um, would uh, mean the world for us to, for you to kind of come on the journey of life on the, the Life on the Rest podcast. So be sure to follow us and also check out our social medias uh, while you're at it where we post uh, fairly regularly if you are looking for more content from us. So like I said, this is the reference 2594 from Patek Philippe. These, uh, this watch was manufactured in the late 60s. Uh, I believe I sourced it to 1966 or 1967 based on the uh, movement serial number. Uh, it's very difficult to uh, pinpoint this uh, movement serial number. It's anywhere from 1965 to, I believe, 1970, but this is one of the earlier serial numbers from that time frame, and so um, I think it's 66 or 67. The watch itself is has got a very unique case shape. It's oftentimes described as a uh, disco volante, which is saucer in Italian. That um, kind of nickname obviously refers to different to two different references from Patek Philippe, the 2251 and the 2552 are what many collectors refer to as the Disco Volante. Um, this watch has a very similar case shape to those. Um, so it isn't the true Disco Volante, but a very similar uh, case shape. The overall case is 32 millimeters in diameter with a 16 millimeter lug width. And what really stands out is obviously um, the way that the case is designed. So you have this outer ring of 
gold, and then you have um, kind of an inner ring where the dial um, where the dial of the watch is located. The case itself is 18 karat yellow gold um, of this specific version, but the uh, 2594s were manufactured in white gold, in pink gold, and I believe that there were a couple versions of this, this reference manufactured in platinum. I could be wrong, um, but I believe some were manufactured in platinum. Um, the 2594 also, you know, this outer ring of this case, um, or the outer edges of this uh, saucer um, have different finishings to them, depending on which uh, version of the 2594 there are. There are some that have this uh, a very smooth, um, a smooth. I'm going to refer to it as a bezel, a smooth bezel finishing. So it's just a completely polished um, case. Others have um, kind of like a hobnail. Um, let's call it a bezel for now. The version that I have actually has a milled, um, a milled uh, bezel to the to to this watch, and if you look, it has indicators for each of the hour markers on the bezel as well. So, I haven't seen too many of these. I think the last version that I could find that uh, of this uh, version was sold at Christie's, I believe, in two thousand eight, um, and it had a very similar case design to to this watch. The lugs themselves um, are uh, super nice. They're kind of your, your average lugs, nothing too um, too crazy, but they do slope downwards a little bit, so they hug the wrist really nicely. Um, and then obviously you have the uh, Patek Philippe signed crown at 3 o'clock, and um, the dial itself has hours and minutes hands with Patek Philippe Geneva written um, towards the 12 o'clock indicator. Um, this specific watch comes on a um, on a Stuller uh, brown leather strap, um, and is, uh, in my opinion, a great 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 strap if you're looking to get some sort of uh, dressier piece in your collection. So that's a little bit about this uh, specific watch. Um, I hope I did uh, describing it justice. If you want to see some more pictures, be sure to head over to our to the link in the description, or in the description, in the, I think I'm making a YouTube video, a link in the show notes where you can see some more pictures of this watch, um, because it really is a, a beautiful, beautiful watch. One of the things that I thought was quite interesting about this watch is the crown itself actually um, is set a little bit higher on the watch, and so it does kind of go above the top of the case, which I thought was interesting, but it actually makes it very easy to pull out the case itself. Moving on to some of the kind of the mechanics of this watch. Um, this watch is, like I said, running on one of the finest, uh, in my opinion, and in, in, in many watch collectors' opinions, one of the all-time best hand-wound 10-line movements manufactured by Patek Philippe. This um, movement is the 23-300 movement. Um, it is in some other versions of these, uh, some other um, references from Patek Philippe, um, but it wasn't made in, in masses. The reason why this is oftentimes referred to as one of the best um, ten-line hand-wound movements from Patek Philippe is um, because it features an overcoil hairspring and a gyro max balance, um, which is not found in any other ten-line uh, movement uh, from the manufacturer. Um, to put it simply, I know that sounds a little bit uh, technical, but really what the overcoil hairspring and gyro max balance allows is for the um, balance wheel to oscillate at a more consistent rate 
Um, many watch watchmakers refer to it as it, it allows the balance wheel to breathe uh, as freely as possible, which means it's going to oscillate at a more uh, consistent rate. And if it's oscillating at a more consistent rate, that means that the uh, accuracy of this movement is going to be of um, a higher quality. So um, has uh, overcoil hairspring and gyro max balance, which allows for the accuracy of this movement to be a lot better um, than, than if, it, if it wasn't. One of the things about this watch as well is I'm just going to wind it in my hand and let me see if I can get this on on uh, on audio for you. I'm not sure if you could hear that. I hope you could. Um, but the way that this movement um, winds, really, uh, it's another reason why I kind of fell in love with this watch. You can feel... The high quality of the movement, high quality of the movement every single time you turn the crown, um, which I really, um, it's been a while since I've kind of played, I've had my hands on a movement that that allows for you to kind of feel the extreme quality that comes with with this uh, w with the watch. Um, I think it also just shows the quality of the the way that this movement is put together because you can actually feel it in your hands every single time you wind that crown. And it's very, very easy to set the time on this as well. Um, you know, you pull, just pull it out, and you're able to to move the time very, very easily. And it moves so, so smoothly in your hand. Um, I think that is a perfect indication of why Patek Philippe is really head and shoulders above um, above most uh, most watch manufacturers. Even when you think about comparing them to the Holy Trinity, Armand Piguet, Vacheron Constantin, and uh, Patek Philippe, you know, most people believe, you know, Patek Philippe is above all. They they are the um, leaders in the classical, in the art of classical watchmaking. And uh, I think this, this reference is a perfect example of that. So why this watch? Why why do I think this? I mean, this, this watch is a serious watch. Um, the 2594 is a relatively rare reference and is an uncommon sh uh, case uh, design that makes it a little bit more collectible. One of the things that I thought was really cool is when we got this in, we posted some pictures on Instagram, and Ronnie Madvani, who is a um, absolute legend in watch collecting, commented on our picture, and we were so honored to have that that happen. Um, you know, he is a, 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 a like I said, a legend in, in collecting watches. He's known for collecting interesting case shapes or interesting lug designs. Um, for some of the best watch manufacturers out there, and I think this is definitely <laughs> probably one of the watches. He probably has one of these in his collection, but this is a, a different looking watch and not something you're going to see very often, and it kind of reminds me of Ronnie Madvani for sure, so it was a true honor to have him comment on that picture. Um, you know, like I said, kind of on a personal note, you know, when I put this watch on my wrist and I wound it and I set the time, it really was the first time in a while that a watch really blew me away. It's been a while since that, that has happened. If I'm honest, thinking back on the watches that we've sourced for for the um, for the channel, it's difficult to kind of think of a watch that really blew us away as much as this watch did. Um, you know, looking back, I'd probably say the the uh, Le Coultre Triple Calendar Moon phase that we had was a fairly good one. Um, I think initially it was as it was a really beautiful watch to wear, but the, it kind of wore off as we as we had it for a little bit longer. We had a Longines Mainliner that was quite interesting, but that kind of wore off a little bit. 
Really the last watch that I think really did this for us was the Amida Digitrend that we sourced for our website, which is um, a watch from the 70s. It looks very much like the um, like uh, one of the uh, horological machines made by MBNF. Um, that was probably the last time that something really just like took our breath away and really stood out to us. Um, this watch is rare, it's in excellent condition, and the movement is running phenomenally, uh, keeping an incredible time. Uh, and I don't think you can really ask for much more if you're looking for some sort of dress watch. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a special watch, uh, a special watch with a special movement. And, uh, you know, it has a very interesting history as well, which I think is really, really cool. It's like I said, this is available on our store. So I'll put a link in the description to this watch if you want to check it out. Um, but, uh, like I said, I, I think this one <laughs> If I think about all the watches that we source for our store, this one might be one of the best, uh, for sure. Um, I'm going to be very sad when someone ends up um, picking this watch up because it's um, a piece that I've really, I, I really haven't been able to take it off my wrist um, since we got it in. So whoever does get it is a very, very lucky owner. I hope you guys enjoyed hearing about this Patek Philippe Reference 2594 that we sourced for our store. It's a really beautiful piece, and we're so honored to have it in our store. Um, if you haven't seen or heard some of our other podcasts, be sure to check them out. We've covered some interesting topics in the watch world. Most recently, we've gone over some of the watches that we sourced for our store, but we do do other um, other topics. Um, for example, uh, what watches to buy in 2021 was one of our other podcasts. We looked at the real return on investment. If you invested some money in Rolex watches and kind of showed you how much money you could have possibly made if you did uh, over a 10 year period. We talked about our watch goals. Um, we talked about why we love Vacheron Constantin so much. There really are endless topics that we can discuss on this podcast. So if you haven't seen some of our other uh or listen to some of our other uh, shows, be sure to do that. If there's something you want us to cover on this podcast, shoot us a message. We'd love to hear your thoughts on what you'd like us to coverage because this really is about you all and making sure that you all are uh, hearing the content that you would like. So be sure to shoot us a message. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast or follow this podcast and also check out our social medias. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube is our main platform, but we also um, post regularly on our website, which is probably the best place to get all of our content. So be sure to head over to lifeontherist.com. With that said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and until next time.